Hello and welcome to frame 35 of Me 1 vs Me 2 Snooker, the podcast in which Irish Herring uh, revisit my childhood days by playing myself at snooker in a basement. I didn't do it in the basement when I was a kid, it was in the dining room, on the dining room table. But this, you know, I've moved on and now have a basement of my own where I can play snooker against myself. It's been a little while since we've uh, done this and uh, I've added some jeopardy to today's uh, show. Or frame, I should say. Sorry, it's not. It's a serious sporting contest and not a show. Um, I've left the basement door open, which means that both cats can get in. Neither of them here at the moment. Uh, Smithers is deaf, so I won't be able to hear the clanking of the balls. Lino, however, might hear and be attracted in, which may add to all sorts of jeopardy because um, every time she comes into the basement at the moment, uh, she, well, not every time, but she, recently she has been weeing on the sofa which I think she assumes is some kind of plush litter tray designed for her. Uh, it's very inconvenient for us here, all the me's and my wife, uh, because of course there's urine on a sofa, that's not the nicest thing. Uh, they scratch all the sofas as well, that's to be expected and I won't chastise them for that. Uh, but uh, will she come in? And also she's been shitting, when she shits, she just has it outside of the litter trays on the newspaper that we put down now, sometimes on the carpet. Um, or against the wall. She's a liability. I don't know what's happened to her. She was house trained when she got here. She seems a reasonably nice cat lino, but um, she does have an issue. If you have any, I know there are a few cat fans who listen into this podcast on, in the hope that there will be some cat-based moments. If you have any suggestions as to why she's doing that, do get in touch. Herring1967 at gmail.com. If you have any snooker questions, though, of course, it doesn't have to be about cat shit or we. I'm, I'm not kind of inviting people to emailed me about cat shit and weed. I don't get off on that and anyone who says I do is lying. Uh, but really we're here about the snooker uh, and uh, currently it stands at 18.13 to me one. Me two won the last frame. Bringing back uh, a very important frame to win. Of course it would have been seven points adrift, seven frames adrift if he'd lost that one. So we'll talk to me two first. How are you feeling? Me too. Um, to be honest Rich, um, I'm not like, pleased to be here. You, I, um, you, you've turned up by the grace of your hand and said, oh, let's do a snooker podcast. Uh, but where was the last one? Like three weeks ago, four weeks ago? I don't know. It's like we're just waiting here to play snooker. I want to do this on a weekly, if not daily basis. I've got a lot of ground to catch up and I will catch it up. But, uh, you know, you're off doing what I suppose you think are your more important podcast. Your Leicester Square Theatre podcast, your gallivanting with Stephen Fry, Russell Brand. Chris Addison to a lesser extent, Mary Beard, <laughs> unless it becomes Doctor Who, in which case, you know, that's cool as well. Uh, John Lloyd, you know, all these exciting people. You're, uh, I'm also uh, talking to Edgar Wright and Mark Thomas this week. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I'm, this is, I don't want to turn this into an... This isn't meant to be an advert for your stupid fucking podcast. You, you're pushing it enough everywhere else. What I'm saying is you forgot about us because you're doing your big thing with your stars, making a little bit of money, making loads of money. I'm not making loads of money. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really, any money we make will be ploughed back into making other projects. Oh, fuck off. Just fuck off, you sanctimonious prick. Um, what, you're gonna make a, you're gonna make a video version of Me One Versus Me Two Snooker? I might do that, I mean, if we make enough money. Don't, you don't even understand what Me One Versus Me Two Snooker's about. It's about audio. I've done, I've participated in the frames that you've done for your, DVDs, we're not not completely uh, without reluctance. I have to say because 
Uh, I don't think it's in the spirit of this to be able to see what's going on. And if you do televise it, I'm not sure I will be a part of it. It might be me one versus me three again, if you want to bring that back. But you know, I'm very tempted if it wasn't for the fact that snooker is my life and I'm going to let my snooker do the talking, I can tell you that right now, then I might not even take part in this. I even think I might just walk off halfway through. If a cat comes here and shits on the table, I am not going to carry on playing. I can tell you that right now. So... I just want to say, fuck you, Richard Herring. I don't know who the fuck you think you are. You have changed since you got on the national news. And I, I was wearing Stephen Fry's trying to commit suicide. I'm on the news. Shut up, you stupid prick. I hate you. I'm ashamed to be a part of you. You've ch Just get back to what's important. I hope this will be a message that you can ingest and, and rue upon, ruminate upon. And, and you will hopefully... Come back to doing this weekly. It's, this is what people want. It doesn't seem to be what people want me to. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking what you're saying. That all seems fine. But, you know, the Leicester Square Theatre podcast gets up to 100,000 downloads, sometimes more. Uh, and this gets, you know, it's come down to 5,000, 4,000 down. But, yeah. Yeah, if you put Stephen Fry in this or Stuart Lee in this, of course you'd get all those hits. This is just pure you. When it's just you on your own, that's how many people you get. So stop fucking acting above your station. You are, th this is what all you are good for. So stop thinking, oh, I've got a bronze Sony award now. Look, I really, I mean, I wish you'd have this out with me off, um, off Tascam, off microphone, because off recording, because, you know, this isn't really what this is about. I, you know, I, I, this, is the, this isn't about me at all, this podcast. This is about the two of you. And I don't even see either of you really being like me at all. You may be what make me up, but I don't think of you as me. I, so I'm not, if anything, this, if I did this at all, it is an exercise in the lack of ego. What, it was, sorry, it was an exercise in the lack of a man playing himself a snooker in his basement, which he plays all the parts and then puts out thinking people will want to listen to that. That isn't the, op it's the opposite of ego. That's the opposite of ego, is it? That's what you're saying. You've got so little self-awareness. It's just pathetic. Um, well, thank you, me too. Well, uh, you will be breaking today. I'll talk to me one. Are you feeling similarly agreed, Richard? Uh, you know, I I do not uh, share the same views as me too at all. I think, you know, you must do whatever you want to do. We're not beholden to you. You're not beholden to us, certainly. And uh, you, well, we are beholden to you because we don't exist if you don't bring us out into the open but I like being out in the open and I don't care how much that is it could be once a week it could be once in a lifetime Richard you give me the power to live and uh, I appreciate what you've done for me I hope you will keep on playing snooker against yourself in a basement and keeping score I don't think it's an egotistical thing which I think you were right I think you're an amazing man so um and I don't want you to think of me any kindlier when you're playing think oh me one was much nicer before the podcast let him win some points. Don't think like that, Richard. Just play the best you can for both. Well, look, I don't play for either of you. You know that you play. I, you know, once I, you once I've done this intro bit, I, I'm out of here. I don't really even know what's happened. I come back half an hour later. It's over, and um, you know, I only know from what you tell me what's happened and what people tell me. I don't even listen back to this so, uh, out of fear that it would drive me insane. Well, Richard, I appreciate what you're doing, and well done, really well. You've done an amazing thing there, that Leicester Square Theatre podcast, and your other podcasts to a lesser extent. Um, you know, it's amazing on the national, international news, 
Sony Award for just being a podcast against a proper radio show. I'm really proud of you, Richard. I'm proud to be a part of you. I'm proud that I, at some point, have played a part in that. And maybe if Me Too was a bit of a nicer person, a bit better person, you'd have won the Gold Awards. Maybe it's Me Too that's dragging you down, but not me. Uh, I'm right behind you, and I say congratulations for everything you're doing. Russell Brand, amazing. How do you get, how do you get these acts? Well, that's very nice of you, me one, but obviously I do remain impartial, and um, that, that's no help to anyone. But um, let's uh, let's move on with the. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's been it has been a little while since we've had a snooker podcast, and uh, you know I would do them every day if I could, but I've been busy. Uh, you know, I've, yeah. You, what you've been doing? Me too. Come on, what have you been doing? You've been presenting a panel show for Radio Scotland slash Radio Northern Ireland. Ooh, you've hit the big time. Shut up, look, I'm just work. I'm just trying to work. I'm trying to build my career up and do as best I can. I don't need you. You know, I've got Twitter. I don't need you slagging me off and telling me how shit I am. Ooh, I'm playing myself a snooker in the basement. And they're going, shut up. I think this is, a, you just saying this was a good thing and now you're having to go up me. Make up your mind. Whatever. Look, let's just get on. I'm going to hand over to referee one. He's made some errors in the last few weeks. People seem to have let it go. And of course, as always, the... Snooker frame will be commentated on by commentator one, commentator two, possibly commentator three, me three, the, the retired snooker player. Um, some people are upset that the sound quality isn't necessarily picking up everything in throughout the room, but that's sort of the point. Sort of the point of this podcast is you play a part of it as the audience in listening to it. You are part of the joke. That's what I hope you understand by now at frame 35. You're a part of the joke. You listening to it is as much as a joke as me doing it. The fact that I'm wasting my time when I should be working on my Edinburgh show, we're all going to die. Pleasant beyond eight o'clock every night from the Edinburgh Fringe. Stop doing that! Look, it's, it's, I've got to do some. Got to, I'm doing this for free. That this is how I make some money out of it. You know, is that hopefully I'd encourage some people to come and see. Fuck off! No one's coming. No one's. No one's going to come and see you based on this. You twit. Twit. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that was a, an odd word for me to to conjure up. Twit. Uh, anyway. Um. I can't remember where I was at, but uh, uh, yeah, I uh, let's just hand over to the you know you you're part of the game. That's what I'm saying. You're part of the joke. The joke is that you're listening to it as much as I'm doing it. I think it is an amazing podcast. This and that it's my favourite podcast. Even you know even though it doesn't have Stephen Fry in it, uh, and even though oh it's me me too. I, Rich, I was thinking of killing myself sometimes when it, when it, last year when you were all going off and getting married and having a good time and decided that you didn't need me anymore. You weren't going to live my kind of life anymore. Oh, I'm going to put—is that going to get in the papers? It might get in the papers. You know, if we—if we go out and actually murder someone, this could be on the news. This conversation, where this could be sort of evidence played in the court. And yes, just before he murdered some tramps, Richard Herring had this conversation with himself. I think you can see a, a sense of his of his mental state as this was happening. And people going, sorry, is that who was talking there? Was that me too talking? Was that me one? Or was that Richard himself? What's the distinction between those three things? The judge will be confused. I might get off scot-free because of this. That's my plan. I mean, no, that might be what happens. Um, so let, anyway, let's, thanks for listening. And, and thanks to the two people who, after three weeks, got annoyed and said, when's the next snooker podcast coming out? It's people like you that I do this. So uh, we let's just let the snooker do the talking, me too. That's what you always say. Uh, you remember you got that amazing 21 break of six ball break last time so let's hope you can do that again it's your turn to break over to commentator one and commentator two in the commentary booth here at the shepherd's bush jeroboam uh, thank you richard uh, it has to be it feels like a little while everyone's uh, 
um, Richard's wife is just arriving home. Uh, she's coming through the door that he was hoping that wouldn't happen during this. Maybe she'll come down and say hello, maybe she won't. So me too is broke, broke to the grave of the game, and uh, nothing's happened really. He's left me one on for quite an easy red at the top, straight to the top, and that's an easy part. He's come down the table, I think, trying to get onto the blue, but unsuccessfully. He can hit the pink. Can he get this green? He's going for a long green. The ball just tucked into the cushion like a child tucked into his bed quite inefficiently. And he's lovely shot from me one. Well, perhaps me too. Should have been talking more. Should have been thinking more about the game and less about his jealousy about the other podcast because me one is right off. Breaking two balls, that's breaking four. Oh, I think he, I think he was trying to do that. He, he, there was a red ball up against the blue. He managed to count it into another red and it just skirted around the centre pocket there, just going round it like a man walking around a small part of a, a half a well. That is what it most resembled. Anyway, that's four points to me one. And uh, this, this at the snooker again, looking like it might be high. And the door to the uh, gas, gas meter cupboard is slightly in the way, opening and shutting. Going to open on me too now. Oh, me too! He hit that pretty hard and the ball was going straight to the pocket. It jingled and jangled around in the pocket uh, in a similar way to, haven't, really can't think of anything that's happened in the news. Uh, jingled and jangled around the pocket like someone one putting, trying to put a bet on whether Nelson Mandela or Prince Philip would die first. Uh, and uh, but it didn't go in. But at least no uh, no but no uh, foul committed. So at least me two stays four points behind me one. Slightly difficult red, but he's he's taken that with a plomb, the plomb of a man who wants to get six points ahead. Again, he's going for the green, a long shot of the green into the. Oh, but no, that was no good this time. But me one five nil ahead. Me two seemingly still reeling from his jealousy about not being. As famous as Steve Fry, he had a crack and a long red there. I think maybe slightly self-conscious that Meanwhile's wife is upstairs making a cup of coffee. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, worried what she might be thinking, wishing, dreaming that he was the one she was going to bed with tonight instead of me one. Me one, confident that his wife is coming to bed with him. Just has a punt there, a bit of a ridiculous punt, and nothing happened. He's lucky he didn't foul. Me too, straight to the table, and that's it. That's a beautiful pot. The cue ball headed towards the top left pocket but did not go in. And now the blue is on the cushion, the left hand cushion, look up the table, up the board I should say. Uh, and the white's in the almost full going to the top left pocket. He's going to try and get this blue into the bottom uh, left hand pocket. Ooh! It's not a bad shot. That's me too off the, off the scoreboard. Off the mark. I mean, he's still on the scoreboard. That'd be ridiculous. Me one. Very much got this game in his grip here. He could clean up here, and that's a lovely shot. That's one point. A beautiful potted red, and he's on for the green, which is more or less on the black spot now. Um, if this was the black, this could almost steal it. Oh, but a disappointing shot there. Very easy green. Me one just gets that single point. Six one. It's anyone's game, really. Me two. Has he realised he's got to pull himself together here and concentrate? Oh! 
He parted that red with a little bit of luck, I have to say. His, his initial shot missed, but there was another red ball near the pocket which knocked. Don't know much even which one went in, but he's on for the black. And he's potted the black. And uh, I've actually now completely forgotten who is playing here, which this will be quite crucial, because that's uh, an eight-point break so far. I think it's me one, right? Oh, I mean, that's a terrible mistake from the referee if that's wrong. But he's saying it's me one. Me two looks furious. Me one. Now, well, he missed the, missed the red there. So me one, possibly erroneously, gets eight. It goes up to 14-1 ahead. Let's hope it was right, because we don't want referee one being in trouble. Me two. No, in fact, referee one has remembered it definitely was. This is this is most. I mean, this is terrible. This is the worst. He's remembered that it was me too who parted that red because he thinks. Oh, what's going on? What's going? Referee one. What's going on? I think that it was me too that potted the one into the corner that kind of bounced in and out. Um, and I want to go back on what I just said. And uh, so that's eight points off of uh, me one back to. I mean, I forgot where he was there, and I moved it at six, and then nine. I think it's nine six to me two. Me one's just had a go, so it's me two's go. I think that is what has happened. Well, I mean, this is extraordinary. This has never happened. This is like in this week's Apprentice, where the the manager of the team, whatever they're called, was chained halfway through. It's very confusing, but uh, that's the decision of referee one, and it's. His reputation rested on this meter, looking a lot happier now. And not surprisingly either, he's just been got eight points. I mean, that's a 16-point decision, really, isn't it? Uh, me one. He's not sure. He looks miffed, but he always believes in obeying the rules of the game. Uh, me one. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that ball tried to go in three pockets, and it finally went down to the bottom left-hand pocket. He went for the top right-hand pocket. That jingle and jangle in the jaws of the pocket, uh, like a school teacher fiddling with his genitalia whilst he looks at the 15-year-old schoolgirls wondering whether he'll get sent to prison if he were to have sex with them, uh, realising he will, and putting, then putting his hand away from his genitals just in time. Then the ball came across over to the centre pocket in the left-hand side. Again, jingled and jangled around in there like he was going, well, what if she doesn't tell anyone? I'll probably be all right. Uh, and then, luckily uh, for the teacher, the ball came down into the bottom left-hand pocket, which I would, in this match voice, his wife's vagina. He made the right choice. He went for an adult woman. And that is the lesson teachers have to learn. And hopefully, in this little metaphorical journey, uh, during Me One versus Me Too Snooker, any teachers listening will realise, don't have sex with your 15-year-old pupils. That is wrong. So I think that was Me One. I mean, they're all over the place, really. Uh, but uh, Me One is taking the credit for that. Now, what can he do here? Is there any way? There's a very tricky black. He's going to try and screw it back into the top left-hand pocket. Unsuccessfully, nearly, he whacks into the blue there. Uh, but this does make it. It's 9-7 to me too, who's now at the table. Uh, he's just whacked that. Hope for the best. Me one coming to the table. I'll talk to commentator two. What do you think about the extraordinary scenes we have seen here today? Commentator two. And I've, again, I've just forgotten... It's me one's go coming up. Right now. This is terrible. I keep forgetting. I think I might have Alzheimer's disease. Um, so, uh, 
Uh, I think it's me one's go, so commentator two. It's confusing because it goes me one, me two, then commentator two. I get confused. What do you think about the controversies uh, with referee one there? Do you think he made the right decision? Commentator one, I don't know how many times I have to do this. I don't really want to be here. Uh, you ask me questions. I feel it would be rude. I'm a nice person. I feel it would be rude not to give some answer. I don't care. I don't think it matters. In the great scheme of things, does it matter whether the score's 14-2 or 9-7? I don't really care. I don't care whose go it is. I hope it's me too. And no, don't stop trying to, don't try to mess things up. I'm pretty sure it's me one. Me one got that in and then me two just blasted it around. I remember it clearly. Well, because I am the commentator, not the referee, and it doesn't matter. So me one at the table. Beautifully pots uh, a lovely little cheeky pot of... Uh, the red is the top left there. He's on the black here, which again, if you can, with a gentle touch, you might be able to get this in. Oh, too gentle. Much too gentle. But me one, it's down 9-8. He's missed the, the black. He's left the black quite near the pocket. Can me two capitalise? You'd have to get an incredible red. Oh, dear. Me two. Going for glory. Unfortunately, he's now behind. It's 12-9 to me one as uh, me two potted the cue ball. Uh, me one. Oh no, he's lucky. He nearly the, the cue ball seems to be heading towards the black. It's just nudged the black. No harm done. Me two. Can he screw this red back into the? Oh, that was not. Oh, fantastic shot. There. I wish you could have seen that from me too. Now any of his detractors might have to think again. He had to. The cue ball was up near the top uh, right hand pocket. Quite and the. And the red pulled back much more closer to the to the black the pink spots, so he had to really put a lot of spin on that so that the red ball would go into the top left hand pocket. But not only that, the cue ball came down the pocket, came down the snooker board, and hit one of the other reds. So there's only two other reds on the on the snooker board here, and that went into the bottom right hand pocket. So he scored two points with one shot. Uh, he isn't really left with much here. Unfortunately, he can get the black. He's going to try and double the yellow into the centre pocket, I think. Oh, and he does that beautifully. So that's four points um, for me too. He's not giving up, and nor should he. Uh, I don't think he'll get this. The red is, the brown's in the way of the red, but maybe he can, maybe he can play safer once in his life. Oh, that was a terrible safety shot. But four points for me too. And this exciting tussle puts him one point ahead. It's 13 12 to me, two. If everything is correct, me one. Surely he can't pull the red back, can he? He can't. But he, has he created a snooker accidentally? Not really. Me two. Oh, and then that was extraordinary. There's been, I mean, I don't know if that was on purpose. Could he have intended to do that? The red ball, just to try to paint a picture of words for you, was between the brown and the yellow and the, in the D. Uh, the cue ball up near the pink spot, uh, and uh, me too hit that red quite firmly into the bottom cushion. It came up the table and into the centre pocket in the right hand side. Uh, that was a fairly extraordinary shot, I have to say. I don't know, in all my time as being a snooker commentator, that's about a year and a bit, I've never seen anything like it. And he's going for the brand the top. Oh, and there's a lot of spin on that, and it, and it jingled and jangled around in the pocket like an American CIA man jingling and jangling his email connector trying to work out what you are saying. 
Uh, so that's one point to me too, I think. A bit unlucky. But he's only two points ahead now. It really is anyone's game. Me one, the yellow on its spot. The cue ball up the table. No, he's messed up. No good. No, no foul committed, but a terrible shot. Um, the cat's not appearing, has to be said, luckily. Me too. Oh, and me too has created the most extraordinary snooker there. The, the play here is weird. It's like this table in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, the white, the uh, yellow, sorry, I'm so excited. The yellow went nowhere near where uh, he was hoping it to go, but the cue ball headed towards the brown, which was down by the top right hand pocket at the top of the table. Uh, and uh, has gone, the cue ball's gone right behind that brown in a way that I would say is actually impossible. Uh, for anyone to get out of this, uh, the cue ball was almost in the on the in the pocket itself. It's just right on the edge. Uh, I might take a picture of this so that people will know. I mean, me one has to try and get out of this, and I can see this being a long and torturous process. Um, I don't know if we can get the situation. And there we go. I mean, I will take that as a picture. The, you'll see in the podcast itself, podcast picture, what he's got a face with here. He's got like a, the tiniest space to try and get this against the top cushion. He's going to have to be fast to. And he's missed by a long way. And the referee, one has called a miss. The cue goal gets put back where it was. Four points to me, too. And this could be me, too, victory. Oh! But what an amazing shot! I mean, I just didn't, he almost potted that. In fact, I didn't think he would get out of that for several goes. He did a much better shot there. I guess top cushion came back off the right, the left hand cushion, and then hit the yellow, just as he hoped. But he's left the yellow pretty on for me, too. Who pots it with a plomb. Second use of the word aplomb from me today. Um, the green, not really potable unless he could just squeeze it past the brown. Oh, well, he's left, he's, he's hit it against the brown. And it's a very low scoring match, very few fouls. There's only 20 to me two, 12 to me one. There's still everything to play for. The green, the brown, right by this pocket. He's potted the green. He's back to the brown. I can't really see him missing this. Indeed, he hasn't missed it. So that's seven points to me one. The referee deftly moving a few of the balls there from that top pocket into other pockets. Seven for me one. Can he get the blue? I don't think so, it's not as easy. Oh, very close. The cue ball heading up towards the top left hand pocket, it hasn't got it. So seven points to me one, and that incredibly puts the score at 20 to me two, 19 to me one. These two, the, their skills are getting closer and closer. It's almost as if it's the same person playing sometime. Me too, he can get this long blue. He's up in the top left hand pocket. He's going for the bottom left hand pocket, right hand pocket. No, nowhere near. Has he inadvertently created another snooker? I mean, he must be fuming, he only got four points from that amazing fluke snooker. The one has potted the blue, but I think snooker himself on the pink. Well, this really could not, I don't think you'll hear a more exciting frame of a man playing himself against himself at snooker this year. But my God, that was just phenomenal. He snookered himself. Um, I think that's won the game, in fact, for me one, because he snookered himself, he 
come right off the cushion, right by the centre pocket, and he's potted the pink. He hit the pink and he's hit it in. That's an amazing 11 break, which makes it this black irrelevant. But Meanwhile, is going to go for it. He's not got it, but he's got a break of 11. And I really thought Me Too had that today. I mean, there'll be a lot of discussion about the controversy, but it's 30 points, uh, plays 20 points in favour of Miwon. The game is over. And it's 19-13. It's back to a six-point gap between the two. So, I mean, that back over to Richard, unless commentator two has anything to say. Obviously, I don't have anything to say. I mean, there's just no need for that. Tone of voice, commentator two. Just... So remain silent. Back to Richard. Well, that was an amazing frame of snooker. I, uh, I'm guessing because I wasn't there. Um, but uh, let's let's talk to the the uh, two participants. I mean, there were shots in that that almost were against the laws of physics itself, uh, and some amazing play. A very low scoring frame. I think possibly the lowest scoring frame of only 50 points scored uh, due to, I guess, uh, the the basic uh, lack of errors. I think there was one in off by me too, which uh, again, that was uh, fairly, uh, that could have proved crucial. And the controversial moment there, of course, where referee one changed his mind, which uh, yes, well, uh, me too, you have something to say? Yes, I do, Richard. Um, if you don't mind talking to just a, a regular guy rather than the big film star. Um, I do have a lot to say about that. I will be going, I will be taking, luckily this is recorded, I will be going to the Confederation of Self-Playing Snooker, whatever it's called. I know there's a proper name for it. I can't remember it at the moment. I will be playing this uh, recording and I will be expecting this frame to be null and void. Um, well, good luck with that. I just don't think the Confederation really, they're like me really. I mean, they are me and they don't really listen back to anything. Well, I still think even... You know, those points, when the point's given to you in the end anyway, why you can, I mean, if they hadn't been given to you, you'd have been just way behind and then it changed around and they went in your favour. Even so, Richard, I think it's a terrible refereeing decision. I think it puts referee one's credentials into question. I'm wondering whether referee two, we should put the homing beacon in on that, that cube thing he's flying through space in, the rhomboid, whatever it is. Uh, and bring him back because um, look, I'm pretty sure I can't remember but I'm pretty sure that that just went in your favour that whole thing and uh, without that you'd have lost by even more wouldn't you so I don't think you could I mean it's an incredible comeback from from me one rather than then do with you. whatever the point is that I am best at the snookers and I was way ahead and I should have won and it's not fair that he got that a, he got out of that snooker, and B, he got out of the other snooker and potted the pink. That was ridiculous. It was just a freak shot. Well, there were quite a few freak shots today, uh, and, and most of them went your way, I have to say, me too. How are you feeling, me one? Well, Richard, um, uh, you know, I, don't, I hope no one thinks that you were trying harder for me because I was nice to you before. That wasn't the case. It isn't the case. I don't, I, I, each person is their own person, and I have no power over that. If anything, I prefer me too, if I'm honest. And I would like him to win. And as he's 19-13 behind, I think that shows you how much what I want to have. You want me to win? Yeah, I do want you to win. So fuck off. Stop having a go at me. I like you best. All right? And it's not my fault if you're shit at snooker. So don't have a go at me. I think you're cool. It's nice, Rich thinks. Well, you know, just shut up. Can I talk? Yes, you can, me one. Get, get back into the... 
But well, I'm, you know, I'm slightly upset that you prefer uh, me too to me. It's nothing personal. I just, you know, you're just a bit of a creep, you know, and I prefer the more uh, rebellious. So it's like he's sort of like Russell Brand to me too. That's what I like about him. Um, but uh, you know, kind of, and he's a maverick. He's, you know, you never know what he'll do next. Um, anyway, I'm, um, you know, I, I well, but, but thank you anyway, Rich. Oh, sorry, that was my uh, snooker cue falling on the floor there and excitement. Uh, I thank you for proving that that was a, a genuine victory for me. I'm 19-13 ahead. I mean, do we want to carry on? Should it be the first to 20? Because I can't see uh, me too coming back from this. He's, you know, he claws one back and then I win a couple. That's what usually happens. Uh, there's been a lot of daylight between the two of us for a long time. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time, whenever you want that to be, Richard. If you, you know, I know you're very busy, got lots to do. Got a whole Edinburgh show to write about death. Um, bet you're wishing you just decided to do self-playing snooker this year because that would have been easy. You wouldn't even have to write a show. I do sometimes think that. Um, but, and probably couldn't have toured it. Probably couldn't. Um, but thank you, Richard. Thanks to my fans out there. Thanks for keeping the faith. Uh, I know a few couple of people uh, say they've changed over. From, got through a few of the frames changed over. I hope you'll change back, those people. I've made some mistakes in the middle of these frames. Uh, I'm not happy about, uh, but I'm, I hope you will appreciate that. And neat victory of 10 points. Uh, no luck in it at all. And uh, like I say, no, and I think I probably would have won by more if the referee had been paying attention. Uh, but I, no, he's an old man. I'm not going to treat him badly. I'm not going to, you know, I think it would be ridiculous to call in the Confederacy of self-playing snooker on this one. Uh, let's chalk it up to experience. And I'm just, I'm holding some chalk as I'm saying that, which is... Um, that's what makes it even funnier well thank you for listening if you enjoy these podcasts why not try and listen to some of my other podcasts Richard Haynes Leicester Square Theatre Podcast is a good one you can see that one it's not just an audio you can buy a video uh, if you, there's a season pass for £15 or you get at least 8 uh, podcasts on video for £15 they're £3.50 each if you buy them individually so you can just see how good value that is there's one with Russell Brand there's one with Stephen Fry it's all happening uh, one with Chris Addison the future Doctor Who if he is, then that makes that a lot more exciting. Uh, thank you for listening. You can buy tickets to We're All Gonna Die for the Edinburgh Fringe at the pleasance.co.uk website. And uh, please do book ahead, especially if you want to come to any of the cheaper days or one of the weekends where it should do well. It's probably all right to leave it to the last minute if you're coming in the week. But we'll see. Uh, you know, at the moment, the show hardly exists at all. Uh, thank you for listening to Me One versus Me Two Snooker. Good to be back. Hopefully, we won't be back. It won't be too long till we are back again in the Shepherd's Bush, Jeroboam. Thank you very much. Good night.